Hey guys, Matty B just jumping in here at the beginning of the podcast. We had a few internet issues today. Um, we are looking to get it sorted. It's just because of the house I'm house sitting at. So we appreciate everybody listening and let's get straight into this episode. Really? Like, you can e- zag. Feel free to zag. Go I'm do zagging, thing, do but thing. it's like, all right, cool. Evan, Evan Mobley contributed, cool, but they're not in the playoffs. Like, yeah, but Scotty Barnes contributed. They are in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's like the playoffs. The fucking, I get that. He's but... like the second best player on their fucking team. Third best player on their team. Yeah, he's, he's probably the... I don't know. I still think he's in third. I think Evan Mobley will probably get this. It'll come down to how the how second place votes are done. Like, I like Scotty uh, Barnes. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I think... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think I, think people, I just think people overrate Scotty Barnes. I think people, overrate, think Barnes. Barnes I think people overrate Scotty Barnes a little bit. I don't know. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. And we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You are sitting here with your boys, Matty B and Locke. What's doing, my guy? Not much, brother. How are you doing today? We've enjoyed some playoff basketball for the first time in 12 months. Feels good. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does feel good. We had a uh, we had a game winner today, uh, which is obviously lovely to see. The fact that it was the Boston Celtics is less lovely, but um, it was still lovely to see. Look, we'll, take, we'll take what we can get. Even the Celtics winning will um, – shout out, Dave, by the way. We'll, uh, we'll take that if we have to. We will take that if we have to. Um, but, yes, uh, no, everything's everything's doing okay over over on my end of the fence. How's your, how's your weekend been, my guy? It's been a Long right. weekend. Long weekend, mate. A couple of short weeks putting them together. Um, it's been good. Back to back to off. back. Watch a football, watch a basketball, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, just having a good time. Having a good time. And that's what you got to do on holidays, And you didn't right? break you your face this weekend. So, well, you know what? Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there in leaps and bounds, mate. Yeah. I must admit, I still have a bit of an ulcer on my lip, so it's still a little bit fucked. But um, all in all, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Ella was rubbing moisturizer into my face the other day because she was worried it was going to start scarring up. Bro, and she didn't want to ruin the Don't worry. Chicks dig scars. Haven't you seen the replacements? <laughs> they do. <laughs> Chicks love scars. All right. Well, uh, I say we just we just hit it, bro. We okay. just get right Before into. Before we hit it, we want to tell the tell the people the usual things we tell the people. We do want to tell the people the usual things we tell the people. We would not be here without the beautiful people from The Cover. So shout out to The Cover AU on Instagram and thecover.com.au. Um, they're, yeah, they're doing excellent work over there. They're sharing a lot of really good stuff. Uh, Liam's doing some great stuff. Tobias is cranking out those rugby league yeah. articles. I know, like I know this is a round bowet, but if you're after, after a little bit of a read on uh, the old NBA, there's a great thing up there by Tobias on the Cleary's and Tariq Sims. Yes, yes. But round ball wise, there's been some great stuff from uh, the Daily Dribble podcast. They had, uh, I believe it's XL, the rap artist that wrote the uh, Look of Magic song. Uh, they had him on, and um, yeah, they've been doing some great stuff over there. Great playoff predictions by them. They zagged on a few things that we zigged on, but I mean, as we always say, when you look up zag in the dictionary, it says revert to zig, and then there's us zagging again. That's all right. All we do is zag, babe. Don't worry about us. That's it. That's what we do. All right. Speaking of zagging, let's uh, let's get into it. I, look, I don't want to harp too much on the playing results because I'm still I'm still sad. Okay, so let's not get to it too much. But the, uh, he was, the for those Nets, at home, for the for those at home, he was really sad. I, I was, was there I was, when they lost, and he was yeah, he was devastated. He it was Looking, made worse by a friend of the show, Boston Dave, sending nothing but Boston facts all day to him after the yeah. Clippers had been eliminated. So um, yeah. that was great for yeah, me. Just, that was awesome. He, he needed to give me a day to mourn. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go from the top. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets handled the Cleveland Cavaliers pretty. Pretty easily uh, in the end, ended up winning by seven, one fifteen to one hundred eight, and they took the seventh seed. Um, I thought the Clippers were going to get up over the Timberwolves. We had a big PG third quarter. I called it. For those who haven't seen it, check out at Fifth and Dribble on Instagram. Um, I put a little put a little reel together. I called. I called the big third quarter. The big third quarter came, and the shocking fourth quarter came as well. Uh, I think we scored like seventeen points in the fourth quarter. It was fucking atrocious. <laughs> 
Um, so, yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they took the seventh seed. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets lost to the Atlanta Hawks, again, pretty handily. Miles Bridges was thrown out of that game. Uh, Trey Young was just on another fucking level. He was insane. Uh, and the Spurs lost to the Pellies. So then that left the Pellies to play the Clippers and the Hawks to play the Cavs. Now, I, I get the Hawks going up over the Cavs, but I really thought that the LA Clippers were going to get up over these Pellies. I want to gauge your thoughts, my guy. What, how do you feel about a 36-win team being in the playoffs right now? Look... I think I've said my said my piece on the uh, on how I feel about the play in. Um, I look, I get why people like it. It was it was quote unquote playoff atmosphere basketball, which is fine. But it's like I mean, mm. but you could do that about anything, right? Like you could just manufacture. Yeah. St- of course, there's stakes when you manufacture stakes. You yeah, know, like it's, exactly. I don't know. I'm just I've never been a big part of that. It's like oh yeah, but it's exciting. It's like okay, cool. Why does we don't make what we're already doing exciting. I don't know. I just yeah, think it's silly. Exactly. I mean, they, <laughs> just 30, why, are we, why are we just throwing out the other 82 like, games yeah, of the season? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, yeah, but like, it's kind of exciting. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Mm. Like, you could kind of have one game elimination series and for the fourth quarter, your highest paid player has to play on a fucking unicycle. That would make games exciting. <laughs> but like... <laughs> If we really wanted, Ideas, man, if we bro, really wanted, bro, if you really wanted it, you could make anything exciting. Um, but I mean, a thirty-six yeah. team win in the playoffs. I mean, they, we'll touch on it when we get to get to the game. But I mean, they they played well. The Pellies against the Suns, losing by eleven. Mm. At times, it was closer. It never felt really like the Pellies were going to win. The, no, no, the, the Suns. Suns are playing with their food for a bit. Yeah, and I mean, and them coming into the playoffs is fine. I just think it's it's a bit shit for the Clippers who. Um, who played well all year, who went above expectations. Ty Lue had a great year. Mm. Um, Reggie Jackson had a great year. They all played well. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to look at it as a disappointment of a season. Didn't they lose their pick by not making the playoffs? Yeah, I don't want to be, wait, what was that? Sorry. Who was it that lost their pick because of the New Orleans? Did Uh, they lose their pick? So, yeah, New Orleans pick now is... Uh, a Charlotte lottery pick. Fair enough. So Charlotte's now in the lottery because of that. Um, look, I don't want to be old man that yells at Cloud. Mm. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, we would have won if, we would have won if. But if Paul George and Luke Kennard play in that game, then we fucking win. Like, I, I'm not I'm not having anything about it. Larry Nance lit us the fuck up. Um, Mate, that they, is, you need to say that again for those out there who do not know what yeah. is going on. Larry Larry Nance lit us the fuck up, okay? And and we're big Larry Nance fans on this pod. So You were not the fact on that, that day. He was not I on was a, he not was turning me. I was outnumbered on, the, nah, on the Larry I was, Nance. Standing. I was not a I was not a happy man. Like you need to build that man a statue in New Orleans because he single handedly won that game for you. When we decided to go small ball, you guys couldn't like the, the Pellies couldn't counteract it because they had like Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valentunas out there and they were getting played off the bloody floor and then uh, Larry Nance comes out, and I think the guy—I legitimately think the guy had like 15 and 17 rebounds. Like he had a stellar game. He absolutely killed it. He had a couple of really clutch putbacks. Trey Murphy the third, fucking who? Trey Murphy the third was hitting like corner threes and shit on us. Like we just. We just gave up. I mean, we ran a short rotation. We were running lots of Robert Covington and Norman Powell, and Norman Powell couldn't hit shit if he fell out of a boat. Um, and we decided just to run that small ball, and it just – once the Pellies figured it out, we were fucked. And, and I, CJ McCollum playing point guard has been has been a really great experiment. Um, having Brendan Ingram play that, like, is he a two, is he a three, is he a four kind of role, like it's it, – it, Brings question marks to defenses, and it just it just fucked us in the end. Like they they were able to counteract and do their own version of small ball that we weren't then able to defend. Yeah, I think I think they matched up really really difficult with you guys. Like I think if the Wolves play them, they the Wolves beat them. I think mm. it just was a bad break that you had to then play a team that, as you said, match up can go small. Larry Nance and Hayes, like they're not world beating fives, but mm. they can do a job as a small ball center. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, they're going to get like this is this game will probably be the closest game of the series. The one they um, just played. I don't think they'll be within mm. eleven again. I think, as you said, the Suns played with their food, and they're going to go. All right, let's like let's just finish these guys off so we can get a break. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Cause oh, these well, these series are pretty tight, and we'll touch on it. So some might mm. go six or seven if they can finish you off in four pretty quick. 
Suns get some mm. time off there and can um, prepare for round two. All right, well, let's tickle in. Let's let's run straight into day one of the playoffs. So day one of the playoffs, we had the Jazz versus the Mavericks. Jazz upset the Mavericks. It's the only upset of a lower seed. Sorry, it's one of two upsets of a lower seed in the entire playoffs so far. So the Jazz ended up winning 99-93. Donovan Mitchell had himself a fucking game. He scored... Uh, 30 in the second half, which mm. is the highest by an individual player since I think the 95-96 playoffs, which is like that's ridiculous. And um, But saving grace for the Mavericks, no Luka. Um, so he was out obviously with a calf strain MRI, confirmed that he had a calf strain, uh, and he's uh, questionable for game two. Do you read much into this jazz win or or not really, my guy? I was surprised that Luca was actually out. We we spoke offline about this before, and I thought it was maybe a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on that he might be holding an injury. But shenanigans, they're saying, appears I was mm. wrong, or they're confident they could drop game one and still go out and win. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I would assume he probably plays if it's been upgrade if the status has been upgraded. Mm. Uh, not an expert though, but I mean, it was it's it's got to be motivating for them to know that hey, we still stayed within six. But mm. I, I think if Luca's out, I think the Jazz could probably win this series though. Yeah, I think probably. Doing but the, back. The, the thing that the thing that like the Mavericks need to, as I said, need to hold close to the chest is yeah, their one All Star was out, but yeah, as you said, they were within six against two All Stars, like three with Mike Conley. Mike Conley is an ex All Star, like you know what I mean. Like nobody else on this. On this Mavericks team is an all star or close yeah. to being an all star. So no one had more. Like I know it's like only twenty four, but it's like Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson top scored at twenty four. They're doing it as yeah. a team. Like he had twenty four. Didn't really had twenty two. Like if you put Luca in here, they massacre this team. And I think maybe they'll go. All mm. right, we'll put Luca in. If we play him twenty minutes in game two, mm. that's a seven point swing at least, right? Yeah, at least. At least. Yeah. At least. At least. All right, well, let's push on. The other upset that happened uh, was the game right after. It was the Minnesota Timberwolves getting up over the Memphis Grizzlies. I think, personally, like, Cat and Ant played out of their mind. I'm not I'm not taking that away from them. I'm glad Minnesota got at least one. I think they match up pretty well against Memphis, if I'm being honest. They're both young teams. They're both long in the right areas. They both have a guard all-star that they're building around with good support players around them. However, I think that Memphis just have that chip on their shoulder and that's going to get them over the top of Minnesota. They can hang in games longer than I think Minnesota can. And um, I think it was just uh, Minnesota played two nights before and because of that, they were ready. And, and Memphis probably went in with a little bit too much rest. What do you think, my guy? I think this is a horrendous matchup for the Grizzlies. Really? I think this is a bad matchup. I think they Timberwolves are probably the last. I think they wanted to play the Clippers. Damn. I think they okay. wanted to play the Clippers. I think they were counting on playing the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They, they were probably looking for, we want the Clippers or we want the Spurs. I think mm-hmm. the reasons that we talked about Pelicans matching up with the Clippers well is why they kind of wanted to stay away from the Pellies. I mean, they don't have anyone mm. that could really kind of guard Brandon Ingram there, do they? Like, no, nah, not really. Yeah. Dylan Brooks can give him a little Dylan bit of Brooks, like a, but I mean, he, a he's, bit of a bump. There's but. about five inches difference there. I think he's in trouble there. I think they really they, they didn't want the Timberwolves. Mm. Especially with Cap mm. being aggressive, so we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, I that, mean that, that being said, Jaron Jackson Jr. set the set the franchise record for blocks in a playoff game. So he did. You know, he they've did. got a guy defensively that can get it done. But I, I just think I don't know. Like if they they can do well with Cat on on Jaron and keep Jaron mm. away from the rim. Like mm. he's so yeah. like Cat is obviously Cat. You have to you have to respect that. And it's like if you can do that. Or it's it's going to be interesting coaching wise from the two guys to see if they can adjust because this is coming mm. down this this will come down to who can who can out coach the other coach because I I could yeah. after watching that game I could see the Timberwolves taking this in seven Ooh. I could see this going the distance I think this was a really well. really good game I still think Grizzlies in six personally I the, but I, I favor the Grizzlies obviously they've got Jar who's got this like just otherworldly ability to go for 50 on a moment's notice. And, I mean, that's always mm. impossible to account for. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if they played as they did last, if they played as they did the other night, I think it would be close mm. series. Mm. Well, another close series I think there's going to be 76ers Raptors. Now, the, the 76ers did win by 20 in the end, um, but the Raptors did lose a few vital players in Scotty Barnes, 
Thad Young and Gary Trent Jr. to a couple of different things, uh, illness, high ankle sprain, um, thumb sprain. So And and holy shit, Tyrese Maxey game. Tyrese Maxey almost had 40 in this game. Imagine having to account for you know Joel Embiid to have 25 and, and like let's say 12 on any given night. Or you've got James Harden who can, hasn't shown us in the playoffs, but can explode for 40 or 50 any given night. And... But you get, you know, 40 from Tyrese Maxey. You get Tobias Harris hitting shots. Like, the Sixers just had everything fucking going. And they only had three turnovers or something for the entire mm-hmm. game, three or five turnovers for the entire game. That's that's unheard of. So I, this, I, I this still was, see positive signs for the Raptors. This was a real pick-your-poison game. And I think it's going to be a pick-your-poison series. Mm. I think it's going to be do it because I mean it was a really quiet game from Joel. I mean, quiet being nineteen and fifteen, but obviously he yeah. Uh, see what I mean? Like he went thirty-three hell. from the field. They did well containing him from the field. Obviously, free throws are a big thing there. He went nine from eleven from the line. You can't can't mm. let him go to the line eleven times. They don't have anyone big enough <laughs> to like don't, get in front of and, him. Though. And maybe that's the way Nick Nurse will shift. Maybe he'll shift and go. Okay, well we got guard, we got wings, and we got guard defenders who can who mm. can kind of stay in front of Maxi and who can stay in front of Harden maybe we kind of mm. take them out we let Embiid go for 45 and and the effect of Thibault not being there in Toronto is going to be massive I think yeah. I think Sixers need to win these first two games at home to give them a buffer to lose a game here in Toronto um, yeah. I, I think they'll take care of him pretty easy like as you said like ultimately they don't have anyone that can handle Joel and I don't think yeah, you can, no, I don't, don't think you can play them and not have anyone to handle Joel Nah, they they did the uh, they did the old fashioned small ball that our nurse loves to do, and I, it worked well for them in the quarter that they ran it, but um, it just it ended up like they they hung with the they hung with the seventy sixes in the third quarter. There was only one point the difference, but I mean when you're giving up thirty five in the first, thirty four in the second, thirty eight in the third. Like it's you know it's tough to it's tough to beat that you know what I mean and ma- maybe it's, they uh, maybe they run that more as the series goes but I still think that would probably work more on Joel a year ago two years ago Joel really mm. now seems to have found he's a different his beast now yeah and his his decision making has just gone through the roof in terms of like when those double mm. teams come he goes fucking mm. I will pass or he goes no I'm gonna beat this I know how to beat it. And there's times where he I'm knows how to beat it. I'm in the bonus, son. But he's still – yeah, exactly. They're in the bonus. This guy's in foul trouble. He's really good at doing that. Um, mm. I think they're going to have trouble. I think they probably take care of him pretty quick, the Sixers. I think the games are close. Like the games will probably be a lot closer than this. I don't mm. I don't know if there will be another 20-point blowout, but I think I'd, overall yeah, see, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be quick. I think it's going to be six or seven. I don't think to this be will go six or seven. I mean the big thing is how much do they miss Thibault in Toronto? That's the mm. biggest thing. Like, if they really are missing and Toronto can win those two games at home, that changes mm. the series. But I think the Sixers will at least get one of those. Yeah. I, yeah, see. Maybe take it in five. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, he doesn't – I know that his stats don't really, like, show up in terms of, you know, what he can what he can really give you. But even his plus minus, like, wasn't really off the charts. He was plus three. Yeah, I mean, mm, I just yeah, think I it's know. an extra person. It is, on the it is floor, what it is, like, and yeah. as you said, it's a pick your poison thing. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. And, 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 and to your credit, I'd rather be I'd rather be relying on Matisse Thybul than George Niang. So yeah, so yeah, but it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, moving on to the final game of day one of the playoffs, we had the Warriors taking on the Nuggets. The Warriors got up 123-107. Steph Curry came off the bench, had 16 points. Uh, Jordan Poole exploded for 30. Fun fact for you, it was the first time in NBA history that we had four guys under the age of 22 score 30-plus in their first playoff game. Uh, sorry, in a in a playoff game. So that was uh, insane. Um at, at the end of the day, the headline is going to read for this series, get Jokic some help. Like injuries, 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 kind of like location, location, location. You know what I mean? Like it's it's tough. Jokic went out there and did everything that he fucking could. Like there, have you seen that graphic where he's like yeah. laying on the bench just absolutely panting? Yeah. And this happens. And we, we see and, it. We see it in previous yeah. times where we, where teams just have this – this heliocentric offense that runs through the one guy, and it's just not sustainable. And you come to the playoffs, and you go through a bu- the buzzsaw that is the Warriors. Mm. Like the Warriors have been down, but it's like this is the perfect series for them yeah. to them to play themselves into form because they can kind of fuck around for a bit. 
and they know. And this is definitely like mm. Jokic. You like he had what did he have? He had twenty five, ten, and six with three steals. And like he shot well, um, not from three, but mm. but from inside he shot well. And it's kind of like yeah, that, just in general, they'll, yeah. they'll let you have whatever you want, kind of with Jokic. All they have to do is worry about stopping Barton and Gordon yeah. and Morris, and it's like most of the time they that's going to be pretty easy to do. Mm, mm. And there's been reports come out that Michael Porter Jr. is not ruling out, and, and the Denver Nuggets, sorry, are not ruling out him coming back in this first round. So if if Denver can sneak one and give him you know a little bit more time, but I just think these Warriors are going to hit their groove at the right time. Like so you've got a guy I'm... like Jordan Poole that clearly can can explode for thirty. Clay Thompson is fucking Clay Thompson. Draymond Green looks great out on the floor, fucking dishing and diamond. Steph Curry. Wasn't even playing starter minutes, and they almost beat them by twenty. Like it's, it's going to be tough to overcome. I think this will probably really be five. Is. But maybe that being said, six. the Warriors don't really have like a Jokic stopper. Yeah, but I, don't, I think at this point, yeah, like, yeah, five. Maybe if you're six, talking I about think. sixes, I think it's harder because they have those other guys that can do it. Like you will, re- you will just if if your choice is see if mm. Button will go for thirty five tonight. You'll let you'll be like, okay, cool. Like I'll take that ch- every night of the week. You'll take that chance, right? Yeah, and fun. I think go that's fine. It, they bro. don't need a Jokic. Enjoy. They don't need a Jokic stopper. Mm. Um, I think they'll wrap this up in five, maybe six. Mm. Yeah, I don't okay. think I don't even think Porter right, well, Jr. coming head back over is, to... is too much of a difference. You don't reckon? Uh, coming back from back surgery. I mean, that's a, that's a solid 15 to 20 that can give yeah, you. Yeah, well, we're, we're saying he's just coming straight back. I still think even then, like, same thing. You'd kind of dare him to kind of – you'd you'd go, all right, cool, well, well, what can you do? You're back from your back injury, straight into playoff intensity basketball. Let's see what you can do. Mm. I think it's a lot to ask. If it was a ramp up and he's had, yeah. you know, he had, he had a handful of regular season games moving in and he can kind of find his feet, but just being dropped straight back into playoff basketball being, you've got to play 35 minutes for us, man. That's tough. Uh, yeah, see, I don't think it'll be 35 minutes. I think it'll be like an off-the-bench situation, but I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. Like, yeah. It is tough. Yeah. Regardless, playoff atmosphere is tough to come back to at that at that point. All right, my dude, let's push to game – or to day, sorry, day two. Um, we started today, Movie Magic, a.k.a. yesterday, <laughs> um, the Hawks versus the Heat. Now, the Heat got up pretty fucking convincingly, 115 to 91. Trey Young, I think I read in the first 23 minutes, only had eight points and four assists and was shooting like three of 21. Like, it was ridiculous. They clamped him the fuck up. And when you take Trey Young out of this team, like, you just you clip the wings of the Hawks. It's It's tough to see for them. Yeah, I don't know if that's a sustainable thing to be able to take out Trey that much. Like, I'm looking at his stats here. Like, he went one from 12 from the field, zero from seven from three, and obviously six mm. from seven from the free throw line. Like, that's that's where he got those those eight points. Um, I'm, not, mm. I'm not sure if that's something you can do all the time. I know yeah. this this was probably one of the weaker Eastern Conference first seeds we've had in a little bit. I think the Heat, we were, all, we were both mm. kind of worried about that. This this mm. might be. I think he will probably come out of this, but I think there'll be a few games closer, and Trey will win games on his own. I think there'll be yeah. a game, there'll be a Trey game where he goes off for forty, and you go, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and not only forty, but he'll set up like fifteen different guys yeah. as well. And like need, it's a, yeah, it all comes off the back of him scoring. And this is all part of the Trey Young experience, I think, with the heel, with the only hitting one basket, and all this. Like mm. it's part of it. Mm. We like Trey. Um, mm. It's just yeah, let's see what you can do, man. This is it. You wanted to be in the playoffs. Now you're in the playoffs. Mm. Let's go. Yeah, it's 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 very shades of James Harden. Where like he'll come out and have a stinker, but then he'll have a couple of good games, and then he'll have another fucking stinker. So you just gotta ride the wave, ride the wave where you can. Uh, yeah, not really much to say about this game. It was a full team effort by uh, the Miami Heat. I will say, um, my boy Duncan Robinson, uh, <laughs> who I absolutely love, went fucking ham, cheese tomato at twenty seven, eight and nine from three, fucking just lit it the fuck up on on the Hawks and uh, you can eat your fucking words about my boy Duncan Robinson. It's all right. It's nice to have a good Ugh. game every now and then. It's nice. Fuck, yeah, there's plenty of fucking good games. Don't worry about it, son. Don't fucking worry about it. Uh, all right, well, let's push on. Let's go Nets, Celtics, and fuck, this was an interesting game, man. I was at Sunrise. I was watching this while the while Is this the game was watching the sun so come far? up. I think, I think so. I really do. It was definitely, yeah, it was – 
It maybe maybe Minnesota Grizzlies rivals it only because we weren't expecting Minnesota to really get up, and and there were just such big games from Ant and and from Cat. But finishing on a game on like a buzzer beater layup from that scramble play from Jalen Brown to Marcus Smart down into Jason Tatum, it yeah it's it's insane. It was really. It was picturesque almost. Like he just rolled off Kyrie Irving so seamlessly and Marcus Smart threaded that needle beautifully. It was um, – yeah, it was really good. I mean, big Kyrie game, big Durant game. You expect those. Seth Curry probably didn't give you as much as what you need from him. Patty Mills was a little bit underwhelming as well, I would say. But, yeah, it's – this is going to be a fucking series. This is the series to keep an eye on, guys, and I really do think this is going to go seven and – I just don't – I really – it's a coin flip. It is a coin flip for me. You've got the powerhouse that is the Brooklyn Nets, but then you've got, you know, the league's best defense from for all of 2022 going up against them, and, and Rob Williams is still a sniff to come back. Like what What do you do there, you know? Yeah, I mean, this this will definitely go to seven. This will go down to the last shot of game seven, I think. It's got, it's yeah. got one of those vibes, doesn't it? I mean, it was. I think we're understating the Kyrie game. This was a fucking Kyrie game. Yes. Had 39. Yeah. Like, yeah. and just, and shot 12 from 20 from the field, you know, six from 10 from three, 100%, nine from nine from the feet, like from the free throw line. Played amazing. Loved mm. it. And it's like, yeah. if you get this all series, Boston's in trouble. Because it was a down oh, yeah. game from Durant. I don't think you get it all series. But I just – this team is going to be really good when Ben Simmons is back. Yeah, and that's, and that's you know, a question mark looming as well. Like he could be back for game they, – they're saying game three maybe, first game in Brooklyn. Or- you can't have his first game in, in Boston, can you? Nah, you his can't first have it in Boston. No be way. In the he might die. No way. Throw number 10 out there. Give him the Bruce Brown minutes. And uh, or just split the minutes between him and Bruce Brown, and and that's a and, and this is no disrespect, praise be unto him to the dragon, but that is you know that's taking minutes away from a thirty-five year old point guard and giving it to yeah, but he played twenty-five year old six ten star. He played well. I liked what he did. He had fourteen and five rebounds. He um, that's what I'm saying. No disrespect. He's a baller. And, yeah, I just think I it's think just, the Ben yeah. Simmons thing is going to help because Andre Drummond got torched. Yeah, I like got yeah. To, got I got his lunch eaten, and I mean ben, yeah. ben Simmons in a perfect world could almost be a small ball five for them. Yeah, and he could yeah. at least provide some size there and help out Andre because Andre Drummond, you know, he only played seventeen minutes, but he was a minus thirteen. I mean, so was KD, yeah. but I mean that's because KD just just had an off. KD's out there for forty eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he only played forty one as well. KD, and he just was. Yeah. He just wasn't himself. It just was a random off game for for KD, and he probably calibrates mm. and comes out firing next game. But this is going to be a tough yeah. game. There's there's going to be a Brooklyn game winner for one of these games, probably like game three or game yeah. four. They'll probably win it on the buzzer. I'm really looking forward to Thursday. Me and a uh, friend of the show, Timmy, intro creator Timmy, we're going to be watching this one and fuck, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to. Be, I really think Brooklyn's going to come out and hit Boston in the fucking mouth. Yeah, but I mean, like, if Boston come out, take a commanding, you know, take out a commanding lead and take game two, that really shifts the series, doesn't it? Like being up, it really does. Being up 2-0, and I know obviously like it doesn't start till someone loses at home, but it means mm. that game three, that first game in Brooklyn is going to be vital. And then yeah, do, you, do you get absolutely. to the point where fuck we don't really want to put out Ben Simmons if this is such a if this is like a must win like I know they yeah. wanted to, do we want to put him in this must win situation because that's what that turns into at that point doesn't it yeah like 100%, if Boston go up two 0 that that game three in Brooklyn becomes a must win and do you put Ben Simmons in that what minutes does he play what role do you give him do you just say give us mm. zero points but you just stay on Tatum. Yeah, because that's another yeah, thing too. It's know. another def- perimeter defensive guy to maybe go toe to toe with Tatum and just give KD you, the load off. Yeah, and you're talking about Kevin Durant having a bit of an off game today, but Jalen Brown didn't also like he yeah. also didn't shoot the ball fantastically. But you did get a big Al Horford game. I'm not expecting what do you have like 18 and 10? Yeah, 20 like, and I'm not 15, expecting, mate. 20 yeah, and see what 15. I mean? Like 20 and 15. You're not expecting that from yeah Al Horford uh, every single game. Um, you're more likely looking to get around the 16 and 8 kind of range. So um, he made up for what Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown does does it on both ends, right? Like he was he was clamping on both and, ends. And, so. and I think he's, yeah, he's always guarding guarding the best perimeter guy, right? Mm. Him or Smart, mm. there's always the two of them. I think, that's, um, I think that takes it out of you. And, and maybe if Kyrie's not going fucking ham cheese tomato, he's got a bit more energy and can give you a bit more on the offensive yeah. end. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll push it on to the next game. We've got Bulls v. Bucks. Uh, Giannis in foul trouble in this one, but, I mean, still as dominant as ever, uh, around 27 and 15 for him. Like, it was it was such a such a showing. And there was this beautiful graphic of him getting up and under Pat Williams and and putting him in the spin cycle in, like, the third possession of the game. Like, it was, it was freakish. Uh, big game from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday really stood up. Chris Middleton had an off game. I think he only had a Eleven points, Um, but yeah, when you've got when you've got Drew and Crazy Eye Bobby hitting in the corner and and Lopez having a massive game. Yeah, he had eighteen with only one three pointer. So, so that helps you in the in the Middleton area. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He was feasting inside. I mean, not not a lot of size, not a lot of size for Chicago. I mean, Vuce did have a good game, but but yeah, if Lopez can can help, then then that's it there, right? Yeah, and they didn't really get much out of their bench, um, Chicago. I mean, there was only two guys to score that came off the bench, and that was Tristan Thompson and Kobe White. Kobe White had 12, and Thompson had two. Mm. So, I mean, like, without that bench, what are you going to do? And, and everyone kind of figured this game would be a sweep. I still do. If Giannis hadn't got foul trouble, mm. I, I also don't think the Bucks are operating at 100% at the moment, which I think is a bit scary to go into – Round two. No, I, I don't mm. think they're in the final gear yet. I think they're still. I think they looked at this and they thought, okay, we'll we'll take this. Like, um, that's that's why I say sweep. Mm. But it really wouldn't surprise me if Chicago, you know, steal one randomly. You know what I mean? You know how a team falls asleep when they're up three nil. Um, but yeah, there's mm. nothing really to yeah, exactly. on this. Bucks look like they looked all year, and the Bulls look like they've looked all year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demar kind of fell asleep in the in the fourth, which was a little tough to see uh, if you're a Bulls fan. But I mean, he's had as he's, as we've said previously, like he had such a big February. It's it's hard to maintain that all the way through April and uh, May. So yeah, big toughies there, big toughies. All right, well, let's move on to the last game, uh, Phoenix Pelicans. I mean, we've touched on it mostly already um chris paul was fucking chris paul he had 30 10 and 7 um fucking devin booker is devin booker he had 25 he had this fadeaway three in the corner in the first quarter of the game and i was just like oh my god devin booker might like he, i think he had nine in the first quarter and i i legitimately thought devin booker might have 45 tonight like it is it's scary how well he gets to his spots and how well he squares his shoulders when He's in like just such bizarre positions. Um, he's he's a menace and and underrated. Well, actually, I don't know if it was underrated because we we talked about it from the get go in the in the off season pod. But the signing of Javale McGee, those bench minutes that he can give you that are not Frank Kaminsky, that are not Dario Saric, like that Bismack Biombo, <laughs> not Bismack Biombo, like that is. Vital. He was absolutely grabbing everything. I think he ended up with more rebounds than DeAndre Ayton, their starting center. Yeah, uh, so he had seven and Ayton had nine, but Javale okay. only played 14 minutes. And, I mean, we did yeah. touch on it. And I think most people that actually watch the Suns under- and, and don't just meme Javale understand how important he is. Yeah. You are right. I mean, it's like the experience he brings is unbelievable. Three just, championships. And having a guy like Chris Paul lead him to the right spots – yeah, like Chris yeah. Paul's going to put you in the best spot all the time. All you have to do is be in that spot, and he'll get you the ball. Mm, and I mean, exactly. they look great, and we touched on it before. It, I think they're just playing with their food a little bit. I don't expect the next three games to be close. I think they'll nah, sweep really. them and be done, and kind of wait to see who their round two um, competitor is going to be. Mm. Imagine being JaVale McGee and having the opportunity to play with three of the greatest point guards of our generation in Steph Curry, LeBron James, and Chris Paul. It's crazy. Holy shit. I know. And, and, and I think it's a As good – say, he might be the luckiest basketball player I, I don't ever. even think it's luck. I think it's just – it's just – No, no, no. Yourself- no. As in like he's, he's good. He's put himself in a yeah. fantastic – and he's worked for it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like in terms of being – having the ability to – play with that level of prowess, that level of playmaking, yeah. that level of IQ on a basketball court in between those four lines. Like there are, there are no three minds better in the league. No, I agree. And I think that the like he's put himself in a position to to do this. And I mean, the thing you have to remember with these guys is growing up, they were all the best basketball player 
that they had like seen, right? Like they were the best yeah. player in their school, their best player in their city for, mo- for yeah. most of these guys anyway. And I'm sure JaVale mm. being a fucking seven foot was that, having like Olympic parents. Like yeah, Olympian exactly. parents. <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was the greatest athlete, the best basketball player he had ever seen in his life, right? Himself. Mm. Yeah. Um, yep. So coming into the NBA, like it is a bit of a reality check and he bounced around, was a Shaqton MVP for a little bit, was a little bit of a laughing stock of the league, but he found his role. We found what he did. And I think it's a great move to like, and people saying the center is like dying out. It's like, yeah, the mm. post center is dying out. A center is important. Like you look at the teams yeah. we think are going to win the chip. They have insane centers. Like the only, yeah, the exactly. only one you could probably be, I mean, the warriors don't really, but I mean, we probably have, I know I've got them on maybe the tier below. Yeah. But probably. guys like, like the bucks and, and like, um, the sixes, um, and the Suns all have these really strong centers. Mm. Yeah, and even I, Miami. Like yeah. Miami's a bit of a smoky for the championship always, uh, and they've got a great center as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and like they're solidifying that rotation. Um, like they've they've got dudes on the bench that can start for a lot of the teams outside of the, yeah, they, they outside play, of the they top played 16. four guys off the bench, which seems like a lot. Like their starters only play like, like Bridges played 38, Paul played 35, Aiton played 34, Crowder played 28, but Crowder had a really bad game. Crowder played really yeah, he poorly. Had an off game. Um, and Booker played 40. Like I think deeper into the playoffs you go, you'll see Bridges probably playing about that. Paul will probably play closer to 40. Aiton yeah. might, might play a few more minutes. Like that rotate, like mm. you lose a few JaVale minutes, you lose a few campaign minutes, and you lose a few Tory Craig minutes. Because the guys yeah. on the bench were Cam Johnson, campaign, JaVale McGee, and Tory Craig. Like yeah, that's their nine, but like that's that, that is their that's nine, and, like, and they still got depth too. Like Alfred Payton can do a job for you, so can Biombo. We touched on him. Like Shamit, I'm not a Andrew massive Shamit guy, a few shots. but he can step out there for five minutes. Um, I think mm. this bench, the rotation's just going to get tighter as they go along, and the games get closer. Exactly, and and the beauty of having a 36 win team in the first round is that you can, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Devin Booker doesn't have to play the second half, son. It's like, be, you just it's going to be really exciting to see. I don't think... The, sit that, brethren. I don't think either other team would have really been much different. Like, maybe mm. if the Clippers had come back and brought Kawhi, I think the Wolves probably lose to them in four anyway. I think the Clippers probably lose to them pretty quick. Like, I'm not saying that one of the other teams would have beaten them, but, I mean, this 36-win mm. this thirty six win team is going to get... Yeah, it might not be pretty forced. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll be pretty for him at all. All right, well, let's just go a quick around the league recap. So, obviously, you've got Phoenix up one. Utah's up one over Dallas. Uh, Golden State is up one over Denver. Minnesota is up one over Memphis. And then everybody in the East, the top seed is up. So, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston. But as we said, that Boston series is going to be insane. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, last thing on the docket for today is we're going to talk a little bit about awards. Now, the award finalists were announced. um, So, let's – do you want to go category by category and and throw a little bit of a case out? That's good. All right, let's go. Let's go bottom to top. Uh, the NBA Coach of the Year. The last three finalists are Taylor Jenkins, Eric Spolstra, and Monty Williams. Obviously, Monty Williams highest record. Uh, Eric Spolstra highest record in the East, and Taylor Jenkins like has brought that Memphis team along with Jar and Jaron um, from the depths. Uh, not really the depths. They were like the seventh seed last year, but still like from the depths, right? Like they mm. they've been the the Cinderella story. Who do you who do you have taken this award? I think Taylor Jenkins. I think Taylor get, Jenkins. I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking of it more in terms of what the voters will vote for. Like mm-hmm. Mo- Mo- Monty's been amazing. Everybody loves him around the NBA. He seems like a really loved guy. I think mm. he might get lots of media love. Yeah. Um, but Taylor Jenkins, I mean, what he's done for this team has been incredible. And it's not just, oh, he's got Jar. It's not yeah. just, oh, he's got this amazing guy who just kills everyone. Like they're winning yeah. without him. Um, yeah. And I think he'll be rewarded for that. And there was second in – Second in the West with an amazing record. They play great basketball. Like they're all round really well. And yeah, I guess you have to reward him for that. I guess so, but I mean, for me, it's it's got to be Monty Williams. Like we, I was, ta- I've been talking about this all year. It, you know, if it's not Ty Lue, then it's got to be Monty Williams because 
It's not it's not only his resume from this year, it's his resume from like the last three years. And he was unfortunate not to win it last year. Um, and I just don't think that he'll miss out two years in a row where he's like the top two guy. Um, mm. So, I mean, 65 wins, franchise record. He's, you know, most wins in the NBA by a fucking far margin. Um, and, you know, his guys just didn't give up. And they were riddled with injury and COVID just like the rest of the rest of the league, but they just kept plugging away and were, were doing their fucking thing. So, um yeah, it's uh, it's just got to be one of millions for me. It's and, I, and if it's not, I might riot. I think him not winning last year plays a big factor. I think if he had yeah. won last year, you could cross him off and say he's not winning two in a row. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that that would be another factor. But people like voting for new people. Taylor Jenkins is a new name. He's a new face, and he might get a few. Like if if the top guys are kind of split between a few, he might get mm. that second place and rack up a few votes. Yeah, possibly, possibly. All right, well, let's go to most improved player. Now, the three candidates are the guard from Cleveland, Darius Garland, uh, the man himself, John Morant, who we you know talk about all the damn time because he's just such a beautiful highlight machine, and Dejounte Murray, uh, league leader in steals. Who do you have taken the most improved, my guy? I've found this one really tough. Mm-hmm. Like I do get the case, and it probably should be Jar, and I'd say it's it's going to be Jar, and I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but it just depends on how on what your view of the award is. Like Jar went from yep. a star to a superstar. It's like, do you want? Yep. Do you like that, or do you like? I, I really think Garland has been fantastic this year, and this is coming from someone who was critical in our, I think our very first NBA app of the season about. <laughs> Darius Garland and saying About I didn't think Darius, he was yeah. the guy. Like like his average is 21-8-3. and three. Like, I mean, he's yeah. been fantastic. Um, I do think Ja will get it, but I, I'd really like to see Darius get it. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, I'm he's, with you. I think it's I think it's a bit like the year CJ McCollum won it when when Giannis was up there too. Yeah. And and it's like you you can't really go wrong with this. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with Dejounte either. Dejounte's have a fantastic year yeah. in, in San Antonio. Granted, 36 win team, whatever. But um, he single handedly has like had a great growth year. But I I'm with you. I would I would also like to see Darius win it. But I mean, it's it's got to be Jar. It Jar's been in the most valuable player conversation for. The entirety of the year, so um, yeah, and I mean but, stepping but up I get, into, I get where you're into some from. people's all like all NBA first or all NBA second. It really is just a bit like you just it's whatever your kind of flavor is, and I mean that's the same thing with the mm. Roy Award. We'll touch on that when we get to it. whatever style mm. or whatever interpretation of the award you have is the guy that'll probably win it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Defensive Player of the Year, we've got. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, Rudy Gobert, and Marcus Smart, all fantastic defenders, obviously. Uh, Mikhail Bridges helped the Suns get to that 65 wins. Rudy Gobert, I mean, he's won it three times already. He could be one of the – well, I think Mark Eaton and um, – it might only be Mark Eaton that's won it four times in a row. The first, that was the first person to do it. Um, you know, do your own fucking research on that. And then Marcus Smart, like one of the first guards in a very long time to do it. Like <laughs> they just, they Captain, don't reward Captain guards. I guard all five positions. Yeah, fucking hell. Uh, who do you, who do you think's got it, uh, out of this, my guy? <sighs> Mikhail Bridges, probably. I think the Sun, this is another reward thing for the Suns. I think the Suns will be rewarded for their record. Mm. And obviously they don't have anybody in MVP. Um, I think this will be people's subconscious kind of being like, like I'm definitely the way I'm looking at it is definitely like looking at how the voters are going to vote and how they're going to yeah. think rather than yep. like, like, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Rudy Gobert gets it Won because it everyone feels sorry for him because the players fucking oh. hate Rudy Gobert, bro. Like, oh, fuck Rudy Gobert, player, but I hate Rudy Gobert. <laughs> but like, the, anytime the player is asked about something remotely close to defense, Rudy Gobert cops a stray. Yeah, like he absolutely. Does. And I don't know if the media kind of go, oh, fuck it. I kind of like Rudy. Like, we'll put him on. Or it could be a thing where first place votes split between these three. But because mm. Rudy Gobert's the safe pick, he's put. He gets he it. Gets with seconds. it. That's what yeah. I think. And I think Mikhail Bridges is probably a more versatile defender than the other two. As much yeah, as Marcus I- Smart claims he's not, I think Mikhail Bridges is more versatile than Marcus Smart. 
Mm. I also have Mikael Bridges in this. Like he has very Kawhi Leonard potential to yeah. me, where it's just started on the defensive end for him, and he's starting to get his offense sorted now, and he's going from like a, a, a 10, 11 point per game scorer to a fucking twenty plus point per game scorer, and it's going to be scary for the Suns because they've just locked him up four years, ninety million. Mm-hmm. Like that, the six that could man have had coming him. at you. Sixers could have had him. That man coming at you for the next four years, getting better offensively, working off Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden if he sticks around, um, is is ridiculous. Like that could be. Yeah, and he, th- we could be, we could be staring at the face of a Phoenix dynasty right now. He could like, be that third in the big three of of him, DeAndre, and Booker moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Like that could be exactly. It. Like if Chris Paul's only got a couple years left and goes when he goes, like. You've got two great perimeter guys that do two things completely differently and work really well together, and then mm. you've got a big center. I think that could mm. be great. Yeah, and exactly, I yeah. mean, the Kawhi Leonard stuff is is very true, but Kawhi is just an adaptable defender. He can, defa- yeah. he can defend the little fast guys. He can defend the big wings. Mikhail mm. Bridges can do the same. Can do exactly that, and, yeah. And, and exactly. I, I personally, I like to – I prefer my defender to be versatile. Like if you've got an yeah. elite perimeter defender, someone like – now we really like him, and obviously he plays with Boomers. But Matisse, he's an yeah. elite perimeter defender. Yeah, going exactly. up against a big, I would not like that. And that's yeah. the same for Rudy Gobert, an elite rim protector. But against the guard, that's not what I want. I don't like it. And yeah, Pumper exactly. Bridges can kind of do all of that in between. Does that, it all? Yeah. And I don't know. Mm. I know not to touch on him, but I think Ben Simmons is probably when he actually plays is the most versatile defender in the game. Oh right, yeah, he'll be a sniff in he's, the next he's couple the of years. He's the it. most. He'll get, he'll get one versatile defender in the game that when he actually yeah. plays. When he actually plays, no, I agree with you. All right, well, let's push on. Six man of the year, uh, three finalists: Tyler Hero, Cam Johnson, Kevin Love. Nice little nod to Kevin Love here. Yeah, I do like that, I but like I mean. That. I think we're both. Oh, I mean, it's, Tyler Hero has had this award since since day one, hasn't he? Yeah, and we started playing more minutes than anyone else on my team, but somehow as a bench player, yeah, Tyler Hero, we get it. <laughs> it's the same as Lou Will, bro. Lou Will did exactly the same thing. I mean, I like Iggy, it when he Iggy, did it. Iggy did the same thing, like when it was the death lineup. He won six man of the year because of that as well. Like, I think that's like that is what it is. Yeah, it's tactics, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I get it, but and I get why they do it, and it is what it is. And as you said, they've been doing it for a while. It's just kind of like. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I wonder why his stats are so great. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean, he also shoots at a, at a crazy good clip. He does, so. but he also takes a lot of shots because he does. He doesn't. Yeah, well, he doesn't because he's he, the offense. He doesn't have the volume. All I'm saying, he doesn't have the volume of a bench guy. So it's kind of right. as soon as yeah, he's in right. the conversation, it's impossible. Because if you were like Cam Johnson, Kevin Love, and who's like another six man? Like, um, I'm trying to think of who. Like of like a decent team would be I don't know like a Jordan Clarkson who won it last year yeah, exactly. or someone so like that. So you had those three together, yeah. right? Cam Johnson, Jordan Clarkson, and Kevin Love. You'd be like, oh fuck, this is actually kind of a debate. Mm, but as yeah. soon as you put someone yeah. with the volume that Tyler Hero does it in, you're like, yeah, oh, there's no yeah. fucking point to like. But I mean, it's uh, unfortunately that's just like this, they could call this the volume award because it's been the same with Lou Will. It was the same with Montrezl Harrell. He was coming off the bench, but he was still playing starter minutes. It's the same with Jordan Clarkson last year. Like it's just that's yeah. like it's not that's that the it's way not the deep. I'm not gone. that bothered by it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah. I'm cool if he gets it, but as long as we kind of acknowledge it that, ain't that deep. Bro. It ain't Stop that yelling deep. at your cloud. <laughs> it ain't that deep. As long son. as we just Relax. kind of acknowledge that. Uh, it's, it's not he's about the deepness. He's basically a starter who gets some more time to warm up. Yeah, it's not about the deepness, all right? Just relax, relax. All right, let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Uh, this award was pretty well given to Evan Mobley. Um, oh, what, two months into the season? Mm. However, I legitimately don't know where this is going to go. I have no I idea. Was saying I have to no you, idea. I was saying to you off air that I think it's probably going to be Evan Mobley and I will stick to that, but I think it's going to be extremely split. And I think Scotty Barnes getting just enough first place votes and mostly second place votes may get this. He may get this. Yeah, this this one is honestly a coin flip. And it's not a coin flip between two guys. It's a coin flip between Mm. legitimately three guys. And it's like. Do we have a triangular coin around here? Maybe. I'm sure you could probably get that. Google it. Look at your own shit. Probably. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) I just feel like this is going to come. It's going to be similar to. 
coach of the year and and even like this is probably the hardest award seasons we've, we've had in a long time that I can remember. Yeah, probably Only at least at least like two awards you knew this year. Legitimately, yeah. only really one. I can guarantee you, I know what's happening, and that's six man of the year. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is going to come down to who who votes and what preference they have. Mm. Um, I still think Cade and Evan probably are the front runners out of the three. Cade and Evan. I think Cade and Evan might be. I think Scotty Barnes. I do think Scotty Barnes is in third place. Oh, see, I think Cade's in third. Yeah. I think Cade started too late and the record is really not going to help him. Yeah. Um, Record is what it is. Like, none of these guys can really contribute that much. Like, Scotty is, but he's... I, I don't, don't know, know if I, I think, agree with that. I don't know. I like really like. Well, you can Ev- zag. Feel free to zag. Go I'm do zagging, your thing. I'm but it's like, all right, cool. Evan Evan Mobley contributed, cool, but they're not in the playoffs. Like, yeah, but Scotty Barnes I mean? contributed. They are in the playoffs, yeah, and he's like the, playoffs, the fucking. I get that, he's like the second best player on their fucking team, third best player on their team. Yeah, he's he's probably the. I don't know. I still think he's in third. I think Evan Mobley will probably get this. It'll come down to how the how second place votes are done. Like I like Scotty uh, Barnes. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think I, think people, I just think people overrate Scotty Barnes. I think people, Barnes. Barnes I think people overrate Scotty Barnes a little bit. I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. Well. I, he's, okay. I think All he's right. fantastic. I think he's one of the top rookies in this, and he's going to have a great career, and he's going to be fantastic. I just, yeah. Wow. Mm. Didn't expect that, but okay. <laughs> All right. Scoot, scoot, scooty Barnes. All right, let's move on to the last one. Uh, most valuable player. Your boy Giannis is there. My boy Joel is there. And your friend's boy, Nikola Jokic, is there. <laughs> um, who do you think get this? I, I mean, I'm not even going to harp on it. Joel Embiid, scoring champion. I think he should. I think he should get it. I really do. But uh, if, I an, if I had an MVP vote, I think I'd vote for Jokic. Yeah. And I think yeah, you might get you it. Might. I think I think guys I think people will probably like that team fucking sucks. Right? Yeah. And we've seen it. Like it sucks without like it's yeah. legitimately wouldn't make the play in without Jokic. It's not a playing you team without the, Jokic. You could say the same about Philadelphia, but no, like you before cannot. Harden got there. Yeah. Before Harden got there. Before Harden got there is what I'm saying. That team sucked. It did suck. But I still think the Nuggets would be worse without Jokic than they would have been without without um, Embiid, and especially yeah, okay. when you have guys like Maxi giving you a forty piece. Like he's oh, got, yeah, but that's off. That's off the confidence that I, I James get Harden it. I get it. But you have to, like, and... your, your the guys he has playing with him are way better, are next level players than what like Jokic is looking at the Sixers going. Can I just at least have fucking Harris? Like, can you give me Toby? <laughs> He's legitimately looking give, at this going. Give me 44 can, mil. Can Come I just on. fucking have Tobias Harris? Like, and at that point, you're like, all right, cool. I, we get it. Like, it's just, you can say that all these superstars have, quote unquote, the worst teammates unless they have a super team, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. And I mean, like, legitimately, though, this Nuggets team without Jokic would be fucking not even play in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm the. Well, I mean, the Pellys made it, so they might be playing. I think the Pelly's team is better be. than the Nuggets without Jokic. <laughs> I like agree. They, they I would agree. legitimately like the Yo, like the Pelly's versus the Nuggets. The Pelly's would probably have two or three, the three best players in that series if Jokic wasn't there. They'd have oh yeah, they'd for have sure. Ingram, McCullum, and Jonas probably. Yeah, it would be better than anybody yeah. that that the Nuggets could like. If you put like a replacement level center, whoever, like. I guess DeMarcus maybe, but DeMarcus is probably on below that level even. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Uh, but I just think I just think it has to be Embiid. I don't think there's voter fatigue yet because obviously Nikola Jokic only won, has only won it once. And I am not discrediting the historic season that he's had. It's been fantastic. And, yes, if you took him out of this team, it probably wouldn't even be a playing team. However, I just think like just share the love. Share the sugar. Give it to Joel Embiid. Yeah, I think Jokic won of the year early last year. Mm. And I think that hurts. I did I think- say to you, I did say to you in our fucking award show at the very beginning, sixteen dollars might be worth a sniff. You did, and I'm upset we didn't fucking take it. Dude, we I did say I we're going to talk to him having, and we didn't, I didn't talk see to him having this this type of season. Did you like it's? 
been phenomenal. And I mean, I talk about it all the time when we talk about MVPs. We give it to guys a year early all the time, and we've, we've done it again. So you look mm. at the history of guys winning it back to back. It's always the second year where you're like, all right, cool. That's the first year is always like a debatable year, and the second year you're like, fuck, they got even better. Like, how do we measure yeah. that? He's better than last year, and he won it last year. Yeah, no, I get. Yeah, it's tough. It really is yeah. tough. Paul Giannis is just making up the numbers in this list. Yeah, no, nah, he is. He definitely is. I mean, he's he's also had like a fucking fantastic he's year. Had a great right? year. Right. I think he's. I think think a year off from MVP might be what he needs to reset after the championship year, and then next year maybe mm. he goes fuck it. All right, I'll go get it again. Yeah, well, I mean, but also when you're taking over finals MVPs, you don't really need. Yeah, exactly. He's, got, he's, already got, he's already got. What does he have? Two. Do you have two regular seasons? Two, yeah, two, 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 two regular, regular seasons and one finals. One finals. Yeah. At that point, I think you want it uh, as much as they all say. I think you want it a little bit less. Yeah, you, you want the Bill the Russell. Two. You don't want the Larry. Yeah, uh, you yeah. don't want the the whatever the MVP one is. I don't called. think it has a name. I don't think. I think it's just. Uh, a, may not. But you want the you want the Bill Russell. That's what you, you want. want. The Bill Russell baby. The Bill it's Russell weird that it's baby. just not straight oh, up man. called the Bill Russell. It should just be. Like 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 I know it's its name, but it's like it's the Bill. It sounds like a sponsored thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> have a look at the the Papa John's instant replay. Have a look at the Bill Russell final MVP. Like, it should just be called the Bill Russell, the Bill Russell Trophy or something. Like, I get why they do it because they want it to kind of mirror the regular season MVP. But it's like, especially mm, once yeah. Bill Russell, like, I don't know. I just I think it helps preserve that memory and his his yeah. kind of spirit yeah. of the award if we named it that but I mean it's not really a big deal it's just interesting right like other sport like the NRL has the Clive Churchill yeah it's not yeah, like we don't call it the NRL Premiership Trophy it, or, yeah or it's well I mean like, and it's not like the grand final man of the match right Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like the grand final man yeah. of a match. It's literally just like the Clive Churchill and everyone knows. But even him. even even the even the trophy, they call it like what the Pro Summons or whatever it Proven is. Pro yeah. Summons, yeah. But I mean that's because they're honored yeah. as well. But yeah. The yeah, that's, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. they don't call it like the grand final trophy, they call it like Pro yeah, Summons. Because, you yeah, got the, yeah, then they got Larry O'Brien. It's just really, yeah, the MVP doesn't have anything. Like normally there's like the Brownlow, the Dally M. It's not I think even the women's game has I think it's still called the, – the women's NRL is still called the Dalian, but I think they're looking at changing that to like a a woman player. I think they're waiting for the first few seasons to see who to name it after. Yeah, that's fair. Imagine you, were like, you, you, you won the award the first year with like an amazing year and then you just average. You never got back to that heights again. And it's yeah, like – that would be tough. Uh, the Lisa Smith Award and she had like one good year. <laughs> and it's like how did this, how did this happen? She's the inaugural, bruh. That's inaugural. how it happened. Yeah. Inaugural. All right, my guy. Well, I think we've run our natural course. Uh, we've discussed award finalists, you know, playoffs, whatnot. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's give and, ourselves and, an early night. But the, before with the play- we yeah, do that. With the playoffs coming up, we're going to be talking about the same shit every week. So strap in, guys. Yeah. Strap it in like, strap on because it's like going to be good. Two more shows, of, or at least one more show of talking about these first round games. Possibly two of talking about some of them. Mm. Yep. So, and then we're going to get real deep and dirty when it hits second round and further. I'm thinking maybe as we go forward with this, we'll start. We'll open up maybe like another question time once the once the game amounts start like lowering. We'll open up an NBA question Ooh. time. I don't mind that. This is, like where, this is when that. people have questions, right? What the fuck is doing? Mm. Mm, hit us up, guys. Hit us up with some questions. Um, we'll throw them in the back catalog. We've got a few, you know, just tinkering, just sitting there. But um, hit us up and we'll uh, we'll chuck them in the back catalog and we'll just answer any question times as we as we start to come through it. Um, all right. Well, who do we have to thank, my guy? Right. As we as the start of the show, we have to thank the cover at the cover AU on Insta and the cover.com.au on just normal website shit. Um, thank yep, yourself. You just find shit. Fifth and dribble everywhere. You just look for us and you find us, and that's where you leave your questions. There is no more anchor, so there is no more voice questions. Uh, shout out one and done, Hall of Famer. So what you can do is you can leave us a voice message on Insta if you really want. I'm pretty sure you can do that. Can't yeah. you? you can do voice yeah, notes. You can do that. I would. I would. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll take that. That'd be yeah, lovely. I hear some little, little sultry tones, and maybe maybe we'll work out if we can play it the audio in the show, like. Because we did sweet nothings. Oh, bro, I, if I, I can do it. You can do it, Matty can do it. But we did it with Acre. Acre was easy. Let's see if we can do it with Instagram, bro. Ah, 
I can do it, but I don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got Leave you. Us I got little you. Voice message. Ask us all your burning playoff and award questions. Awards are in between first and second round, aren't they? Yeah, they will start to trickle out now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now that and and they'll probably go in the order in which we did them. They'll start with Coach of the Year and then they'll make their way to MVP. Generally, uh, they'll start to announce all NBA first, second, and third, and all defensive teams. But I mean, we've already covered all that yeah, shit. We'll, so we'll, we'll go back to previous our, episodes and listen to that. <laughs> we'll compare our all NBA teams with the uh, with the incorrect ones that the NBA does. Exactly. And exactly. We'll comp- Get us in the fucking front office, guys. Come on. I know. Get us in the front office, mm. NBA people. Mm. Our um, our mm. award start of the year award picks are not looking sweet, brah. By the uh, way, I got a couple that are looking just fine. Thank you very much. Who mm. you got looking good? Uh, John Morant for most improved. Evan Mobley for rookie of the year. Uh, Giannis is up there for MVP. Mm, yeah, but is he really? <laughs> Yeah, but is he really? Yeah, is oh, he really? I think I, who do I have for six men? Oh, I had I had the Hornets boys. You, one had, of the Hornets you boys. had one of the Hornets boys. Yeah, bro. At yeah, least it yeah. was either Miles or Kelly. At least it wasn't so. Kobe White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta take it. Gotta take it. Oh, uh, I can't even remember who did I have for. I don't remember who I had for Coach of the Year. I'd uh, that would be I, worth a cheeky little gander. Tell you who I had. Who did you I had have? Jason Kidd as my coach of the year. Yes, you fucking did. <laughs> Who led the I Dallas Mavericks? I still don't know why. I mean, come on. He did if he, <sighs> he did well. He had a good season as coach. He's, uh, he might have unlocked Luca. He, yeah, he might have, actually. He might have. He might have. Um... Yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know how much we really want to see this. I think we're just kind of ad libbing. Are we ad libbing for time right now? Is that what no, we're doing? No, we're just kind of ad libbing because what we do, we're like jazz music. Uh, Everybody thinks we're like fucking rock and roll, hip hop, right? We're just jazz, just vibing. Sweet, sultry jazz, whisper sweet, nothing into our ears. Yeah, look, we post a lot on Instagram, so you need to go over at Fifth and Dribble and check out all of the beautiful, beautiful things that we post. Maybe we'll share our award predictions to our story and then you guys can see it easy. Make your life easy. Or I'm already here. Oh, he's already here. I had, yeah, ended up going Kelly Virginia. Oh, Mitchell Robinson for Defensive Player of the Year. That's tough. Yeah, I'll take that one. Who did I have as Depoy this year? Giannis. Not yeah, even that's, mentioned. That's strange. Strange, right? And I yeah. think it's a take it that for was a, granted that was, defense thing. I think that was a nod, though, because he wasn't going to win MVP. Yeah, that's I what, think that's no, what I, I had to look, I'm always thinking of narratives, man. People don't appreciate the narratives. Yeah, I'm in there. They don't appreciate the narratives. Uh, and I had Bud as coach of the year. After you redacted, you took James Borrego. Still tough. Man, Still how very was tough. My, uh, how was my pre-redaction pick better? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who your most improved player was? DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, it was DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, so stand by that. I'm going to pick him next year. Pick him next year. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you keep picking him until he, until he wins it. Oh, if fucking he ever wins it. it. He he's, still, wins he's still young next year. Maybe maybe the Hawks will get better. Yeah, he's injury prone, but that's the issue, that's bro. Right. He's just so he's was, not so on the court was, enough. So was his tiny little light-skinned point guard named Steph Curry. And True. look what happened there, bro. <laughs> He never won most improved though. He went straight to MVP. Yeah, but he probably should have won. So. But they told he almost won most improved the year after he won MVP. Do you remember that? True. Where we gave yeah, it to him yeah. a year early and then he was like yeah. twice as good and everyone was like I think it was the Maybe he needs both. Was it fifteen <laughs> to sixteen and then sixteen it was fourteen to fifteen and then fifteen sixteen? Yeah, and then fifteen sixteen was unanimous, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so it was fourteen fifteen he got it and, and that was the year that Andre Yadala won six man of the year and everybody blew the fuck up. And anyone finals MVP was out that here breaking too. records and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, and um, people blew the fuck up about too. He got finals MVP because he held LeBron to thirty eight a game on like forty something percent shooting. <laughs> Yeah, lock, 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 lock that shit up. Like 50-50-90. Like yeah, locked him down, I think the NBA was like, we're just going to change this. Like just yeah. just like retroactively. There's an asterisk next to that for sure. Yeah, like retroactively go back and like LeBron just gets another one. Like, like Iggy, you, you, Iggy, you can keep the trophy. LeBron, you don't get one. But like in the record books, it's like. We're going to rewrite the record We're going to redo yeah. this because that's fuck, That's not right. Like anyone looks at that is like, wait, what? Like, yeah. and then, yeah. it, it makes it a little bit better when it's like. It's worse with the narrative there. Like mm. when someone looks at it, it'd be confusing looking at his stats and being like, "How the fuck did he get it?" And it gets even more yeah. confusing. Was like, "Well, because he locked up LeBron." Yeah, and did yeah. he? Like you look at the and stats. Would, like imagine being like, 12- you would think he's playing like you would think he's playing power forward and locked up Kevin Love, but Kevin Love was fucking injured. Like, <laughs> like imagine being like 
out like 12 years old in like 10 years, right? Hmm. And you're looking at that and you're really getting into it. Maybe 14, 12 fucking you. You're not that into the stats and the fucking issue. But maybe 14, you're still 15, whatever. Shit. You're fucking doing yeah. it. And you're actually like, what? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> like, is this wrong? Like, right in ten in ten years, we need, just need to post that LeBron Finals run, that stat line over and over and over again, and just, and that's the thing, and like just you, break little fourteen year old brains. You look at it, and they're just gonna be like, "How the fuck did he win this?" Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a tangent. Anytime I remember that, I'm like, "Oh lol, that's right." You won Finals MVP that year for locking yeah, up LeBron. Right. We'll oh just think God. in like what four, four, five years time, LeBron may still be in the league. Don't rule it out. It's possible, mm, and yeah, we could be talking maybe. about, and we could be talking about it's ten years since LeBron did X Y Z in in the league, and he's still in the league, kind of thing. Like, oh, that's broken. Okay, ten years ago, he just won his second chip. True, true. And shout out to that bridge we went to a concert on the weekend. Shout out to that bridge that was wearing a retro LeBron shirt, and that motherfucker still in the league. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know you've been around forever when people are wearing retro shirts and you're like you're still playing. Yep. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much. That is too and much. And honestly, that's it was his, his OG Cavs days was a different career, bro. Yeah, it was. When the when the LJ logo first came out and everybody was like, Oh my god, this is the most big brain thing ever. Insane. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. All right, well, what else is tough is is the time that we're finishing this. So let's go. I'm ready for bed, and uh, we will see you for the Oval Ball pod on Thursday. Goodbye. See you on Thursday. Goodbye.